Hey, everybody, we're going to pick up our conversation we started last week. So if you haven't listened to last week's episode, go back and listen to that episode, and then you can listen to this episode. This is part two of a two-part series. Uh, I hope you enjoy. Welcome to The Friday Habit with Mark Labriola and Benjamin Manley. The Friday Habit is for small business owners, freelancers, and creatives who are ready to take their business to the next level. Join us as we discover how to apply the strategies we learn to grow our businesses, make more money, and live every day like it's Friday. Speaking of, you know, high performance team, you said like respect is a huge ingredient. What other things do you see mistakes people make with their teams? Like, you know, I mentioned the like getting on people to perform harder. It sounds like part of it's inspiring your team. Part of it's like respecting what they have to say and their ideas and their the problems they bring to you. But yeah, what other things would you say are like things that people overlook or other things that you can do to like help help uh, that team perform well? Here's one uh, saying that I've got. I've got these mm-hmm. like 50 that I'm known as PR. So uh, PR's 50 management maxims. One of them is, um, is the absent one safe among us? You know, what, how are we talking about other people not in the room? Mm. And, um, okay. you know, so that's, that's a thought. It's, it's mm. really uh, not demanding stuff of your team mm-hmm. as much as showing them the way um, one of the it's a required reading book for us, and it's it's one of the most powerful uh, books on leadership uh, that I've ever read. And I and I'm kind of a an expert at bringing leadership into organizations, and uh, it's called Leadership and Self Deception uh, by the Arbinger Group. And hmm. if you haven't read that, it's required reading for us to. And a lot of us are operating from what they call being in the box mm-hmm. where you're defensive and you're justifying and uh, is what I call jabbing. You know, we have jabbing communication. We're justifying, we're advising without them, without their requesting you to advise them or you're blaming, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, teams, high-performance teams learn and poor-performance teams blame. Hmm. The opposite of uh, learning is blaming. And so, and there's there's a whole lot too of, you know, if you want a great team, show up as a great team member. Do the work internally. Uh, go through your mantra or speak and spit in the mirror and who you are and where you're going. And, you know, and, uh, and one, one thing I find a lot of, a lot of leaders, especially of smaller companies that we, 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 we work with over 2,000 companies. They're called Main Street companies. They're $5 million or less a year. And we work with a lot bigger ones. But so many of the CEOs or the owners there of those businesses, they get so on to them. They're so critical of themselves. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember my wife was getting ready. She's beautiful. I mean, I'm married way up. Okay, folks. <laughs> um, <laughs> And uh, I remember her getting ready, you know, we're going to go to this event. And she was commenting on her body as she was putting all her makeup on and all that kind of stuff. And I'm like, about every three and a half years, I say something really, really intelligent to my wife. But it's 
few and far between. Hey, at least you're consistent, you know? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so I go, uh, stop talking that way to my friend. Nobody talks to my best friend that way. And she's like ready to go into a fight. And she's like, oh, you know, I mean, it was, it was a good connection. We were late mm-hmm. to the party. Um, <laughs> and uh, so, it, you know, it was like, okay, folks. If you had a friend that spoke to you the way you speak to yourself, would they still be your friend? You know, stop, stop building the case again. You're running into enough obstacles in life. You don't have to be one of them, you know. Uh, stop building the case against yourself and build a case every day in the morning before you go to bed. Build a case for yourself of what you're doing and where you're going and what you're equipped with and... You know, the Almighty's blessing or however you get your mojo, man, just dive into it and come to the team built up from a place of abundance and contribution rather than scarcity and and lack and neediness. Yeah, absolutely. 100% makes sense. Yeah. I think that makes sense. I, I definitely think about that too, is like the, some of the perfectionism that comes in too, as a, as a business owner, sometimes you just question yourself and you can see all these other things in the better ways you could do it. And there's always like something over the hill and you're like, this is never good enough. And yeah, if you saw somebody else's business that looked like yours, you'd be like, man, that's awesome. Like, and you probably might even feel jealous of it. You'd be like, man, that guy's got, you know, a lot of cool stuff going on. And like, I don't know, you might even feel insecure, but sometimes you're really hard on yourself. Um, yeah. I've experienced the same. They're, they're, they're comparing where they're at with perfection or where they want to be, which, which doesn't exist, instead of celebrating the progress that they made. Don't demand perfection. Just celebrate progress. Look how high you've climbed. Look where you are. Well, I know, but we're doing the Michael Jackson moonwalk. We're walking back. I, you know, your company's going <laughs> to, you know, what are you, make your learning greater than your pain and greater than your loss. You know, just turn your lemons into lemonade and it's not just uh, the motivational speaker who lives down in a van down near the river, which I do live in a van down there. No, I'm just, just kidding. <laughs> but you know, it's like, come on folks, we need all of you to show up. So <laughs> quit picking on yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, from a team perspective, it's really helpful to think about, you know, as a leader, you know, what can you do to make that team more high performance? What do you think as like a team member, if you're, if you're in a situation where you're like, man, I, you know, maybe you have a pretty good boss or a good leader, but what could you do to make that team more healthy if you're not the leader? Is there anything you'd recommend as a team member, what they can do to contribute? Yeah, you, you bring in what you have in you you're going to export whatever's on the inside of you. It's interesting. There's a, I'll, I'll, for lack of time here, I'll just talk about state management or your emotional state. What is your emotional state? It's how you feel about yourself and the world around you. You're enough. You're not enough. Uh, you're more than able. You're incapable. It's impossible. It's possible. We can do it. We can do it. It's impossible. <laughs> no. So, uh, you know, it's, it's like, so you have this emotional state, and whoever has the most dominant state dominates. So I've got, I've got experiments I've run myself that are just almost scary, just how true this is. 
But when you bring your state into a room, have you ever been in a room, Ben, where everybody's like light and it's kind of fun and it's just mm-hmm. chattering and all that? And then somebody like comes in like with a black cloud over their head. And it's Heck just yeah, like everybody yeah. is just like, boom, it just like puts a downer and just the laughter goes, the conversation is stilted and stifled and ah, you know. And, you know, and conversely, somebody like people are like, you know, just waiting to die, you know, watching the grass grow. And then somebody comes in, how are you guys doing? You know, and they come in with energy and like, oh, yeah, just, you know, so <laughs> yes, it's amazing. So as a team member, what, no matter where you are on the, on the, uh, on the human chain, you know, of, you know, an amoeba or you're, you know, a, an intelligent being or whatever, wherever you are on the food chain here, it's like, Come from a place where you're built up, ready to contribute. Have enough reservoir within yourself to absorb somebody's bad attitude or negative response. And we allow a little twitch of somebody's eye to dominate our day, you know? And so it's like we've got to get built up on the inside in order for us to contribute as a team member. If we come in there bankrupt and 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 overdrawn in our accounts, we're gonna our, our neediness is gonna also affect our environment. Does that make sense, or is that it might be too direct here? Hundred percent makes sense. No, absolutely. I mean, I've experienced something very similar, and I have a couple of people on my team in particular. I I think about that every time they come in to your room that they change the atmosphere in a positive way, especially and be like, they can, they can like a hundred percent, like turn it around. And that's something I think about too, a lot, you know, is like when somebody's struggling on a project, the first thing I'm concerned about is making sure I know that person knows that I think they're doing a good job and they're doing their best that I believe in them and like break them out of funk, do something weird. I don't care if it's something stupid, but like make them laugh a little bit, you know, like, all right, shrug it off a little bit. All right. First, let's just like lighten the mood. Don't worry. It's not the end of the world. And then from there, once you can lighten the mood, then it's like, all right, now we can, let's think about some solutions here. You know, I feel like being leader, that's such like a a strange thing that I don't think a lot of people think about. It's just like, sometimes you have to, I don't know. It's even like with kids. I don't know if you experienced this, you know, raising kids or even with your siblings, but it's like sometimes a kid will get into an attitude where you can't fight them directly. You know, instead what you have to do is kind of throw them off. I mean, I've, there's even this parenting techniques. Yeah, exactly. Pattern. Interrupt the behavior. Exactly. It's like yeah. maybe kids throwing a tantrum. And you get down on the floor and you start throwing a tantrum harder than them, and they're gonna they're gonna freak out. They're gonna be like, "What is happening?" And they're just gonna be like, "Look at you, weird." And they're like, "Hey, you want to go grab some popcorn? You know, let's let's go let's go do." Something. And they're like, "Okay." So like sometimes just like doing something that's a little random, bringing up something funny, just like, "Hey, let's just." distract for a second and now let's refocus and look at this from a positive angle. That's such a, an, um, a small thing, but I think it's such a helpful tool, uh, as a leader, just be like, you know what, let's, let's just keep it a little bit light. You know, this is not life or death most of the time. And like, let's, let's keep it, keep it fun, you know? Perfect. So really, really good. I hundred percent. Yeah. It's, it's like before you criticize the team, just take inventory of what are you contributing? Um, with your work, but also with the attitude and the moon and the uh, the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm not doing anything, you know. Well, <laughs> your attitude, <laughs> your attitude is speaking so loud. I need to hear what you said. What? What? You know. So, um, yeah, it's, it's we're contributing whether to the negative or positive. And and I like I like to think about this as a team member 
there's no such thing as a neutral transaction. Mm. Even the slightest, you know, tilting your head, hello, or no, even nonverbals, either it's positive and building the bridge between you and that person, or it's negative or tearing down the bridge between you and the person. So it's never a, a neutral. It's always one way or the other. So when you think in those terms, you just want to let the best version of yourself show up. You know, you can be a pessimist or an optimist. You might as well choose to be an optimist. <laughs> You'll live happier. So, Absolutely. Yeah, if Mark was here, he'd be nodding his head a thousand percent. I'm like the negative one compared to Mark. So <laughs> you can imagine how off the charts he is. Yeah, I think you, oh broke, you broke the scale. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. So um, this has been so helpful. Um, can you tell us just before we wrap, start wrapping things up, can you tell us a little bit about um, your book, Power to Create? Yeah, Power to Create is a, uh, it's a book. I uh, have it right here. It's from a faith perspective, you know, so I wrote it to pastors and Christian business owners, but it really applies to anybody regardless of uh, religion or non-religion because it has all these growth principles of mm. coaching that, that we, we bring in and people spend a lot of money to bring into their businesses. So it's a very inexpensive way to get that. And I've, I've, I've heard from people all over the world that have read that, that's really moved their thinking. So we actually start with defining money and your relationship with money, you know? Right. And, uh, um, you know, I'll ask an audience that said, well, you know, how many want more money? I do. Everybody raise their hand. <laughs> you know, and then I said, hey, have you ever seen anybody uh, without any money and they come into a whole bunch of money at one time and it ruins them? Oh, yeah, I've seen money ruin people. Okay, so <laughs> you think money ruins people, but you want more of it. You're like, oh, wait there's, a second. There's a cognitive dissonance there. Mm -hmm. And so I actually, the first part of it, I go through to help you get into a healthy relationship with money. Then I redefine wealth, not as something you gather. Those are more the fruits or the results of wealth. Wealth is a, I've defined it as a, it's a creative process. It's creating value to serve others. And, and we talk about real practical ways of how to actually do that, regardless of where you are in the company and what economic system you're, wherever you are in uh, economically, wherever you are, or even the economy being up or down. So it's really, really powerful. Mm. Uh, people really enjoy that. So That's awesome. It sounds like a lot of really great stuff that you can get. I mean, gosh, Books are amazing to me. It's like the amount of value you can get out of a, a book for the price of book costs, the amount of stuff you can learn. So um, definitely check out Power to Create. It sounds really awesome. Um, well, let me uh, recap a couple of things that I personally have learned from this this uh, conversation and, uh, and then we'll wrap up here. But a couple of things you said that really stuck with me is uh, more important than strategy marketing or anything else is the tenacity and grit, which you kind of demonstrated from man's crazy background and some childhood uh, situations that you really went through. Um, the missing One of the missing ingredients of creating a high-performance team is respect. And it's not something that you demand. It's a gift that you give someone. Um, I also think that um, one thing you said that really stuck to me is um, respect is valuing the differences without having to agree. Um, I also think that um, the when you said, when someone brings you a problem, ask them, how would you like to solve that problem? I think that's a really good response. You know, if someone's bringing you something to help them be more solution focused. Uh, and you also said, um, if you had a friend that talked about you the way you think about yourself, would they still be your friend? 
So that's going to be sticking with me for a while. But um, is there anything that you would recommend to our audience uh, as a practical step people can take in the next week to help grow their business? Or, you know, just anything from this conversation, you're like, hey, here's the next step. If something stood out in this conversation, what would be a next step they could take that's practical this next week? Well, I tell you, you know, in growing your business, get real, get real clear on the problem you solve and really spend more time than you think on that. Get super detailed with the problem you solve. And the three P's here is you define the problem, make a super big promise to solve that problem, and provide proof with past people that you've already solved that problem with the promise you gave. And it makes the sales process so much easier. We've, we've, hugely grown from uh, barely get by to multiple million dollar coaching company right now. So man, sounds simple, but that's, that's challenging. And I think the way you put it is like a really good place to start for people. So that's awesome. Thank you so much for being on the show. This has been awesome. I feel like we've learned a ton from you. Um, can you tell us a little bit about next steps people can take with the grow plan? Yeah. Yeah. What I, what I like to do is that people want to get a hold of me, uh, they can they can email me Tim at Redmond Growth or go to our website. If they will talk about how much they love Friday Habit and they love you guys, we <laughs> give you a five star review. We have we have a growth plan that we do where we look at your business, we look at where you are, we actually build a whole new business model around that. It's called a capacity model. Based on that new model, we extrapolate that for three years of what, where you're going to be in three years with this new way of thinking. Awesome. And then we give you eight to ten concrete action steps to get there. It's, it's powerful. People usually add another $100,000 to their business just following that in the next 12 months. We normally charge $2,500 for that, Ben. We'll wow. waive it. If they talk about how much they love Friday Habit, we'll waive that $2,500 fee email me or get a hold of us on the website. I'd love to be able to have you. Even if you've already got a coach or you're not sure about it, all I need you to have is have a business and Mm -hmm. then we'll walk you through and it'll be a whole new set of eyes that you look at, look at your business through. It's just amazing. So I love it, man. Thank you so much. That's huge value. And I definitely encourage you guys to go check that out. Also go to the FridayHabit.com and find show notes for the episode. You can also find links to our websites, ways to get in touch. And at the bottom of the page, you can download our guide to the Friday Habit System that's going to show you how to set aside one full day each week dedicated to working on your business instead of in your business. And uh, thanks for listening to the Friday Habit. Until next time, live every day like it's Friday. <laughs> <laughs>